Good morning, Delaware. And howdy, stranger. Well, hi. I'm the other host. Yeah. <laughs> It's, I can't even remember the last time the two of us were in the studio live on the show. It's been a rough It has weeks, been a very rough month, January for you, January. yes. I was and like, me, yeah. 20, 2022 already is the year of can't catch a break. Yeah. It, it is, in every sense of the way. Can't catch a break. Whole family gets it, can't catch a break. So, well, I'm glad you're feeling better. And I am. I hope the rest of your family is feeling better very quickly. They'll get there. Slow but sure. <laughs> well, anyway, our guest today is Kelly Cochran, the Youth Services and Programming Ma- uh, Coordinator for the Delaware County District Library. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning. Great to have you on the show. Of course, Gage Tellis is behind the board there. Hello. Hey, Gage. Hello. And uh, <laughs> we got, before we say anything else, big book sale this weekend for the Friends yes. of the Library. Orange Library, 9 to 3, all inside. You don't have to freeze out in the garage this weekend. Not at all. It will be right there in the lobby. So, uh, And I know they've got a lot of books, so it'll be a really good book sale. So make sure you stop by um, the Orange Branch Library on Gooding Boulevard tomorrow between 9 and 3. So... You've had lots of time off. Have you been doing any reading? No. <laughs> I've hidden figures. When no. You, when you're sick, you really don't necessarily want to read. It's mostly been cleaning up other people's bodily fluids. <laughs> oh, which delightful. Is really fun. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's all I can say on radio, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably more than you're supposed to. But uh, you, you know what you get with me. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I did. I have not been reading a ton, but I did have one physical book, and this is a book that my um, book club is reading in February. We always, this is a group of friends we get together and we always try and have kind of a little bit of themed reading with our book clubs. And so February we go for a romance novel. Uh And this uh, February we chose The Charm Offensive. It is by Alison Cochran. And it is a heartwarming rom-com with unforgettable characters who will challenge you to see love in a new light. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like the blurb off the cover of the book. Well, I wouldn't know where it came from. It's cute. The Charm Offensive is um, the storyline is takes place on the set of a uh, reality um, romance show. So, for example, The Bachelor um, is basically what they're parroting in all of this. Um, there was a show on, I want to say the FX Network or... Ooh, I can't remember. Maybe Lifetime. But it was a scripted show. It was called Unreal. Oh, yes. And it was about the like behind-the-scenes craziness that happens on these reality shows. So Unreal, um, The Bachelor, put those together. You've got the Charm Offensive. All right. So what happens on the Charm Offensive is we have a bachelor uh, named Charlie Winston, Charles Winston. He is a tech mogul. And he's had a falling out with his business partner. Um, he basically was voted out of his company because of what appeared to be like just, you know, quirkiness and stability, all this other kind of stuff. And he really, his publisher, Parisia, um, points him back into the direction of this show because it'll give him some good press, maybe get him back into the tech world. Then on the side of the show, um, which is called Ever After, there is Dev, and he is a producer. He usually produces the girls, um, the Bachelorettes, and sh- but this time um, they decide that he's gonna he's gonna handle the prince this season, and so Dev is handling Charlie. Um, we find out that Charlie has. A lot of things going on. He's got um, obsessive-compulsive disorder. He's got um, high anxiety disorder. He's got um, just a lot of other things that don't really make him a great contestant uh, for (laughs) a reality show that is bent on drama. (laughs) Um, And Dev, because he's a very good producer, he really 
is trying to get Charlie uh, groomed and coached to be the best prince that he can be. So he's trying to, you know, make sure that he looks appropriate, make sure that he's not so sweaty, you know, um, like, hey, Charlie, if a girl comes up to you and starts talking, you have to answer her. Like, you can't freeze on camera. And the relationship between them uh, grows so much so that Dev and Charlie um, become this really great team working off of each other. Dev really is trying to understand Charlie so that he can make him look better on camera, make him a better human. But in the meantime, they become really attached to to one another. Charlie is not finding himself attracted to any of the girls on the show. And um, he's not necessarily finding himself attracted to Dev, but just to the fact that this is a person who's seeing him for him. And so... There is a lot of like exploration of, you know, what does love mean? What does love look like? Who can I love? Why can I love them? I don't love these girls, but this guy is really nice to me. Um, so it is an LGBT friendly romance. Um, and it, it does, you know, from that blurb on the front of the book, uh, challenge you to see love in a new light. <laughs> you, you know, because of the setup and because of the cover image and because of the blurbs, you know, that Charlie and Dev are going to be our, our romance interest, not Charlie and the girls on the show. Um, but it's the journey of how we get there, which is what's fun about all romance novels. Exactly. So it's called The Charm Offensive. It's by Alison Cochran, and it's a very quick, easy, wonderful read. For adults. For adults. <laughs> So tell us about something for children, Kelly. Yes, let's do children now. So this one, I kind of cheated. I did not read this book. <gasps> but my daughter has read it like three or four times. We so. should have had Evan along then. <laughs> well, I was watching. There were some school delays and almost. <laughs> could have had her in here. Um, but it is a beginning chapter book. It's called Golia. And it's by Barbara Cantini. And it's a series. It's a It's a new series. And it's so it's a beginning chapter book. So it's perfect for those kids who are transitioning from readers into the the longer stuff. But there's colored pictures in it. It still kind of has a picture book vibe. And it's very Tim Burton vibes. Oh, very yeah. like dark and creepy. Nightmare Before Christmas kind of thing. Frankenweenie, was that a Tim Burton too? Yeah, the dog actually looks exactly like that dog. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and my daughter loves that kind of, she she goes her polar opposite. She's very princessy, but then she really likes her dark stuff. She <laughs> likes to balance it out. <laughs> she likes the Tim Burton, Willy Wonka, all the creep, she likes both of it. But anyways, Golia lives in Crumbling Manor with her auntie departed. It's very cute. <laughs> And she hangs out with her albino greyhound named Tragedy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's a good name. So I was reading the back of it. I'm like, oh, I should talk about this on the radio. <laughs> but she is a zombie, so she can't hide it. She has green skin. She has... She can't hide <laughs> it. She can't Wait a minute. Doesn't L'Oreal make a thing, that you know, color correction for zombies? Maybe. I mean, Right, right, yeah. <laughs> So she has green skin, which is hard to cover up, yeah, <laughs> and deep purple alphabet. circles. <laughs> yes, um, and she's kind of scary looking, but in a cute Tim Burton Nightmare Before Christmas kind of way. Um, and she wants to make a real friend. She has no kids. She only has her auntie and her dog. So she wants to make a real friend. So Halloween comes around. And the first book is related to Halloween, but the other ones aren't. But kids don't care. They'll read Christmas in July. Oh, yeah. They don't mm -hmm. care. But Halloween comes around, and it's her opportunity to venture out and try to make new friends. So, <laughs> so she goes out, and she makes some new friends. But now 
she's trying to see how they're going to respond when they find out she's a real zombie and not a kid dressed up like one. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a next one, and it's called Golia and the Mysterious Visitor. So it's a newer series, very cute. My daughter loved it. She read it several times. Tim Burton, cute. There you go. That's cute. That's all you got, yeah. (laughs) Auntie Departed. (laughs) That's all you need to know. That sounds like fun. So uh, my book this week is uh, by Terry O'Reilly. It's called This I Know, Marketing Lessons from Under the Influence. So a little backstory. Uh, I've been listening to Under the Influence for years. It is a CBC-produced radio show that then becomes a podcast. I tend to listen to it either on uh, satellite radio or as the podcast, and it focuses on advertising. Terry O'Reilly's had a long career in the advertising industry in Canada, started in radio, loves radio. That's still his, his passion. Uh, and so he for many years owned a company called Pirate Studio, which did audio ads. And, uh, but he's been doing, like I said, been doing this radio show for about uh, 10 or 11 seasons now. And so I was driving to have lunch with a, a friend, uh, in fact, Don Yarman, our former deputy director, a couple, uh, about a week ago. And Under the Influence came on. They, they do uh, half a year every year on CBC. So there's like 20, 20 episodes every year. And it was about library marketing and about uh, how libraries have started moving into using creative, funny marketing. And it talks about both public and academic libraries in the United States and Canada and things that they do for marketing purposes. So, okay, great. Great. I I love that. I really enjoyed it. So I've come back to the library. And because we've been a little short-staffed in our circulation department, I went out to help and do a little shelving. And what book do I have to shelve but Terry O'Reilly's Marketing Lessons from Under the Influence? It's fate. It's fate. They they just really wanted me to do this. Uh, Kismet really said... Go do this. Yes. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what uh, what Terry O'Reilly talks about because he's got his main theme is that successful marketing comes from knowing exactly what business you're in mm-hmm. and then telling good stories about that business. So uh, the thing that you sell or the service that you offer is not necessarily the business that you are in. He gives a lot of examples. Molson, he talks about uh, the brewery. Mm-hmm. He says they're not in the beer business. They're in the party and good time business. So all of their advertising is people having a good time. They're at a you know a party. They're at a bar. They're watching sports, whatever. But they're all having a good time. That's what they're selling. Is, mm-hmm. is a, If you're having Molson's, you're having a good time. Um, Apple isn't in the computer business. What they're in, they're not the technology business either. They're in the personal empowerment business. They started with that 1984 ad that's the most, probably the most famous Super Bowl ad of all time where the, the, they have this kind of totalitarian state and everybody's watching yes. Big Brother right. and the athlete comes warning down and she throws the hammer and smashes the screen and they introduce the Macintosh. Mm-hmm. And ever, all Apple advertising after that has been about how you have the power to do the computing. You don't have to depend on anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, also he talks about Michelin, which for years had that ad. It's about safety. They weren't selling tires. They were selling safety. And they had the baby in the tire. It's, you know, it's not the tire. It's what's riding on it. Mm-hmm. That's the sort of thing. So, so that got me thinking about what business are libraries in? And, I did a lot of consulting back at, uh, in the in the aughts and in the early teens, and my 
consulting business, a lot was about helping libraries find out what business they were in. And I've always contended that what libraries are in is in the secular transformation business. We're not like a religion. I mean, nothing like that. But we help ex- people explore the changes they need to make in their lives. And some of them are temporary. You know, you like you want to change your mood by watching a rom-com or reading a mystery or doing a Pinterest craft or something like that. But others are more permanent, like learning to read, being ready for kindergarten, mm-hmm. uh, or studying for the ACT or the Armed Forces vocational placement test, or preparing for retirement or deciding if you're going to move or change jobs or whatever. What we aren't in is the book business. The books are the tools we use to help the, the business that we're actually in, which is the, helping people make these changes. And I think um, he talks about how all good marketing comes from telling those stories. Mm-hmm. So we tell stories about the people who come into the library and are able to make changes in their lives. Mm-hmm. They find, uh, you know, they, they find their, their job. They're, they find their dream uh, craft, the thing that they really love doing. They find a new hobby. They, they take that uh, armed forces test and they get placed in exactly what they wanted to do with the Air Force or whatever. Or they read a book and they find a character who's like them that they've never seen before. Right, They find yeah. out who they are. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that is why the library has to have the kind of range of things that we have because we never know what kind of change somebody needs to make in their life. Mm-hmm. And so these tools that we provide, which we call books or DVDs or magazines or programs are all part of, of fulfilling that uh, that business that we're in. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, Terry O'Reilly, I can't recommend him enough. Again, it's called uh, This I Know, uh, Marketing Lessons from Under the Influence. Terry O'Reilly, he also has a couple of other books out, and his podcast is available on the CBC website, which is cbc.ca. So uh, we will be back in just a moment to talk about some of the ways we're going to help children find ways to change their lives That's in right. just a few minutes. So stay tuned. <laughs> Welcome back. We are delighted to have Kelly Cochran, who is the Youth Services and Programming Coordinator for the Delaware County District Library. So, Kelly, we've got some great stuff coming up in February. Yes, and right now. <laughs> right now. Fe- February's Tuesday, okay, yes, so we, I know. it's really close. <laughs> it's funny you mention that because my daughter's having trouble with her pad, so she's grounded from her iPad and she's not allowed to have it till February and it sounds so severe. Like you can't have it till February. Uh, When is February? Tuesday. Yeah, Yeah. it's only in a couple days. That that doesn't matter to kids because it's such a big percentage of their lives compared to ours. So So stay tuned for more parenting tips. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so one of the things that's going on right now at Delaware and will be at Orange is telling a people's story exhibit. Such a great exhibit. It is beautiful. And there are two parts of this is the way I kind of look at it. There's the exhibit, and then there's also a lot of programming that goes along with it. So the exhibit, if you haven't seen it, it's been at the Delaware Library for all of January. And then in February, it's going to move over to Orange. We're going to pack it up and move it over. And it was created by the Miami University Art Museum. Mm -hmm. And it features African-American children's illustrated literature. Mm -hmm. Very nice. It has 130 pieces of art. So these are picture books from 33 artists that over- encompass 50 years of creativity. So there's Caldecott winners in there. There's honorees. There's all kinds of beautiful, beautiful artwork. And then there's panels that give more information about it. Mm-hmm. And if you really want to deep dive into the art, there's a binder that you can ask for that goes even deeper and talks about like what they use, like watercolors, chalk, all kinds of stuff. You can really spend a lot of time going into it. <laughs> and it's it's very exciting. It's at Delaware right now until the end of January. And then we're going to move it to Orange. 
And yeah, you want to make sure you check out that binder for even more information. So that's the mm-hmm. exhibit. <clears throat> so that's one part of it. You can come see that whenever the library is open. You can also check out any of the books from it too. Yes. We have um, on our on our catalog homepage. If you click on Explore and you look through some of those librarian created lists, we have a really awesome list that has mm-hmm. every book um, listed in there. So you can just go and be like, I want to check out some books from that. Absolutely. And shout out to the teachers. If you go to the website, there's also um, study guides and curriculum kind of things that you can tie into some of the books that are featured, mm-hmm. like some of the books by R. Gregory Christie. What a great segue. And, <laughs> and why is he significant? Because <laughs> he's going to come to Delaware County. He is one of the illustrators featured in the exhibit, and he is going to be here February 11th and 12th. He's going to be doing all kinds of things with us. And hint, he will also be a guest on our show on Friday, February 11th. I'm so so excited. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to meeting him. Right. He's he's so fun. I've only talked to him a couple times, and that's always Zoom. He always wants to Zoom because he's very animated. He's very... Oh, this will be great. He's he's fun. I feel like we'll do well with him. (laughs) I feel like we're best friends. (laughs) Um, Well, he's coming. So there's three opportunities that you can kind of hang out with this illustrator. So the first one is a teen adult paint night on Friday at Orange, the 11th. Um, This is an after hours program because we're going to have a bunch of people spread out painting. We're going to try socially distance. Mm -hmm. And this is for teen and adults. And registration is almost full. We have six seats as of this very moment. So get on it. Get in there. So that, so that's Friday night. That will be very, very special. And that's for teen and adult. And then on Saturday, we have something for school age and the little younger kids. And that is book binding. And they will work with our Gregory Christie to create art and to make books. They'll actually get to bind a book. Mm-hmm. And there's also registration for that, which is filling up pretty quickly. As Eleven well. seats remaining. Oh, and that, But that one's a little bit different, right? So mm-hmm. whereas the paint night is one seat is one person, the book binding, we really want that to be like a family experience. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you have a family of two or three or four, you can register one seat as a family and then you can come and do it all together. So it's a really great opportunity if, you know, caregivers, parents and uh, a little, you know, want to do it together or a little and a big sibling or something along those lines. My family of four would probably do it just all mm-hmm. as one. Yep, yep. So there's that. And then also, that doesn't have registration, is he's also going to be doing panel walks. He will walk through the panels with different people and kind of give some of the insider viewpoint of his journey, of how he created his art. He said he's he knows a lot of the artists featured in the panel, so he can give little insights about that. So those are the three things that he's doing at the library that weekend. I'm really excited about that one because I I like going to museums, but I would rather have a tour. It's just mm-hmm. my style of learning. I'd rather someone just walk me through and tell me what I should look mm-hmm. at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, that's another nice thing about focusing on 50 years is that a lot of those illustrators are still alive. They still mm-hmm. know each other. They, yeah. You know, they go to the same kind of like the uh, Caldecott. Newberry, uh, Credit Scott King Award dinners. Right. So, I mean, and they're, they're frequently have the same publishers, and yeah. So, mm-hmm. so he can provide some real insights mm-hmm. that that you wouldn't get if you, they were going back three hundred years of illustration. Right. So. Absolutely. And so that's some of the programming that is involved with it. We also have Bright Star Theater Group. They were supposed to be here on Martin Luther King Day to do a Dr. King presentation, but a few things happened. (laughs) Between COVID and the snow day, yeah, it was kind of... uh, (laughs) It fell apart very quickly. Real quickly. (laughs) But the great news is um, they are very understanding in this time, and they allowed us to reschedule them. 
But we weren't able to get the Dr. King presentation, but we were able to get Rosa Parks and friends. And one of her friends happens to be Martin Luther King Jr., so it's very similar. <laughs> um, and that will be on March 11th, so it'll be after the panels. But yeah, in that day, um, Olin Tangi and Delaware City Schools are out of school, so it's a great thing if you're looking for something to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Buckeye Valley still has school, but Delaware's is in the evening, so you can come after school. Neat. Um, Two opportunities. Yes. Yes, yes. So they will be at Orange in the afternoon and then Delaware in the evening. And that will also be an after-hours program because that's just what we do sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, The same group mm -hmm. is coming in February, too. They are, and they are going to do. So a lot of the books in the presentation and exhibit are Martin Luther King books. There's quite a few of those. Right, the civil rights era. Yeah, they kind of talk about the eras, the journey Mm -hmm. of, of, um, you know, Blacks in America. Yeah, so that's kind of why that first presentation ties in. But the other one is African folktales. A lot of the books featured in the exhibit are about African folktales. So this Bright Star Theater group is also going to come and present some of those in a fun way. And that is February 21st at Orange, also a day off of school. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we try to do fun things for you guys when you're at home and trying to figure out what to do. So Mm -hmm. that will also be at Orange in the afternoon. And there's no pre-registration required for any of the theatrical programs from Bright Star, right? You just show up and enjoy. Yeah. And I have to make sure I say right here, I have partners, exclamation point. Yes. All of this was possible because of community partners. So I want to make sure I give a shout out to them. First of all is the Friends of the Library. They're always helping out. Um, We also worked with the Delaware African American Heritage Council to work on all this. The Richard M. Ross Art Museum and the Arts Castle. What a great collaboration. I love that. <laughs> I, uh, in fact, my, uh, my column for the uh, upcoming newsletter that will be coming out from the library is about the collaborations we do in the community because how important that is so that we work together to provide the best service possible in the most efficient way. Yes. And that's a, this is a great example of doing exactly mm-hmm. that, Kelly. Thank you. So, all right. Is there, um, we do have uh, one book club this week mm-hmm. coming up. And this is one that's uh, done out of the Ostrander branch. And this is on uh, Wednesday at 11. They're going to be talking about This Tender Land by William Kent Kruger, who will be coming to visit in April in here April. as a guest of the Friend oh, of the Library. So, so many, we're so, so many authors. <laughs> and uh, Sarah Nishi Adams is going to be our guest next week on the show from mm-hmm. London. She is also doing a program for the Friends of the Library on February 22nd at, at 2. 2. 2. 22, 22 at 2. Right. It's a tea for two at 2. Right. And we're working with our friends at Fresh Start Bakery to provide the nice snacks to have with your tea on 2.22. 22, 22 at two. Is it sad I'm more excited about the snacks? No, I mean, I'm excited equally, but I'm also excited about the snacks. I'm reading her book right now, and it is, if you like to read, if you like books, this is this is like a love letter to you. Oh, so it's, a, it's nice. really great. And we have, of course, our story times going on all week uh, mm-hmm. coming up. Uh, Powell's is at the municipal building. Uh, the uh, orange one is at the... Uh, Ohio Chiller North. Ch- Ohio Health <laughs> Chiller North, yeah. trying to get the full name in there, and the uh, Delaware one is at the at Willis Education Center. So, mm-hmm. uh, and of course the Ostrander one is at Ostrander <laughs> in their library. So make sure you check out the events page on the library's website to get the the exact dates and times for those. Mm-hmm. And so Kelly, thank you so much. Thank you for all your work on putting these programs together. I know it's a lot of work, but you do it great. Thank you. Uh, Nicole, so good to have you back. So good to be back. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget about the big Friends of the Library book sale at the Orange Branch Library on uh, 
Saturday from 9 to 3. If you're listening on Sunday, you'll just have to wait till March 5th when we do the next one at Delaware. So thank you for listening. Thank you, Gage. Of course. And we will see you in the stacks.